Crack open a cold one with us, you pop culture fans. It is Quality Check Podcast. And once again, returning, I am one of your hosts, Daniel Posey. And joining me across the internet, as always, is Drew Douglas. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I've, I've cracked open literally a cold one because we've oh. entered into the cold months of the year. December is here. And uh, it's nothing. I'm not drinking a hard seltzer or anything. It's a Pepsi. Christmas time always makes me want Coke, Coca-Cola, because those Ooh, yeah. the cans, they're always usually decorated or it's, uh, I haven't seen them yet, but we, you know, the polar bears, iconic. It's what I think about. So I drink more Coke in December than any other time of the year. That's a really interesting point because I recently bought a new, it was just a 12 pack of Coke and I never get Coke. And then I got it, and it's got to be the subliminal message as well. Just like you said, it's the iconic ads that you see. And now I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to have my Coke and my hot cocoa. I feel like I don't know if we've talked about pop, but I, I really have cut back in recent yeah. years. And Coke is one of the, the, the ones that I don't have a lot because it's like the, um, the acidic taste bugs me more than it used to. Yeah. Now that I've gotten older, but I do like Coke Zero a lot. Oh, that's good. It's actually really good. So I'll drink that more than regular Coke. It's it's funny because like my favorite, all time favorite, gotta go at the top is Dr Pepper. Absolutely, you got me onto that because we would go to Alamo. You would get two or three of those during <laughs> a movie. So I start. I was like, hey, let's start doing Dr Pepper. I really love Dr Pepper now. Oh, it's so good, especially every now and again, if you've got the right place that has like good cherry syrup, mm, mm-hmm. that's solid. So that's your number one. That's uh, that's my number one. And But here's a funny thing. I have not had Dr. Pepper, in, and I'm not exaggerating here, probably like four months. Mm. It's It's been a while. I've had PIB. I've had PIB Extra. PIB's but, hard to find. Yeah, it is. I have a is. hard time finding PIB. It, it, it's almost like the speakeasy pop that you just, you got to ask the right questions whenever you go out. Because that's the only time I've had PIB, whenever I go out to restaurants. But yeah, I know I wasn't anticipating us going into the, the pop realm or the soda realm. Is it? Yeah. Well, and that's, you, do you say pop or soda? I say pop. Yeah, I say pop too. We should just, you know, when we're... Um, in the weeks where there's really not a lot to talk about and we're trying <laughs> to figure out what to do or e- if we should even do a show, <laughs> we should just do like favorite fast food restaurants. Oh, yeah. Favorite pops. I don't know what... I, th- I think Mountain Dew is pro- probably my number, like go-to. That's solid. You, do you like to do all of, the, uh, all of the extra stuff? It's like the... What is it? Frostbite, Mountain Dew and stuff like that? Yeah, I'll do those. Um Baja's really good. I, I'm a big fan of Baja Blast. Mm. Uh, I used to really suck down Code Red, but that one's that one's strong for me now. I don't do that too frequently. My my favorite was whenever they released Halo, and they had Game Fuel. Yeah, like in the cans. Yeah, like that, energy. I th- I think they still have that though, right? Oh, they do. It's I think they've retitled it, but man, that stuff is potent. I love Monster Energy drink. I think almost more than pop. I, I do energy stuff. So if Monster wants to sponsor us, I'd oh. love that. And I like Rockstar. I, I think the taste of Rockstar is really good. Spe- speaking of, I was going to ask, doesn't The Rock have a an energy drink? He does, yeah. I've tried all, all the flavors, I think, minus. The, I think he has a coconut one, and I don't like coconut. Hmm. It's okay. Is uh, it? It's not, it's not one of my favorite energy drinks. I... Listen, Rockstar, Monster, my go-to, one-two. It's going to be hard to, you know, squeeze in there. And and what The Rock's offering, it's fine. <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not seeking it out usually. Yeah. It's been, it's been a while since I've had an energy drink, but talk about like putting those down. I used to do a lot. I used to drink a lot in college. A lot of alcohol? Uh, <laughs> actually, weirdly enough, you know what? I think I had more energy drinks than I did booze and alcohol in uh, in college. It was one of those like going in. It's I ended up uh, drinking a lot of. Uh, let's see here, 
a little bit of Red Bull, but not much. I found out like the zero, was it a Red Bull zero or something like that? I discovered that way too late because if I knew about that earlier, I probably would have had a heart attack by now with how much I've had. <laughs> I like Red Bull. I like the Red Bull slushies that like Sonic does. Oh, yeah. Like I'm down those, for all that. Those are good. We just need to get a sponsorship by one of the uh, energy drinks. And then that way we'll be fueled nonstop. We'll be we'll be cranking out multiple podcasts in a day. I would love to just like make just do an episode and we literally just come up with what what we want, like our fast food sponsor to be. What do we want our drink sponsor to be? And we're just going to like try to make that happen. <laughs> Regal, like our movie, our movie subscription subscription is obviously Regal. We already got that locked yeah. in. Yeah, that's that's set. And we're still we're still looking for Regal. We're still we're still hoping that um, come on board because that's where um, I mean, we, we've got that locked up. No one else is talking about Regal. We're, we're keeping them afloat. I feel like I know. I feel like we we really talk about Regal a lot. Now, I went there the other day. I got a popcorn when I went and saw Bones and all, which was kind of <laughs> hilarious that I was you had jokingly or maybe not jokingly said people stuffing their faces seeing this movie which was a disgusting movie <laughs> and i just was pigging out but this guy his name is keith he gave me my popcorn and it was like pristine one of those like top tier perfectly put in the bowl uh perfectly buttered oh my gosh keith really nailed it i don't want to say where he works because i feel like that's an invasion of privacy but this dude maybe i should bleep his name out too yeah he deserves a promotion. He he nailed always so nice because I see him all the time, and he really nailed the popcorn. Because a couple weeks ago, my wife and I went, and the server was just like inept. <laughs> she she like couldn't remember what we ordered, <laughs> even though we were standing like a foot away from her in line. Uh, couldn't get the lids on. It was bad. Oh yeah, he. That man deserves a raise. He deserves a promotion. He deserves to be the, was it the stock man, or not stock manager, line manager. He deserves to be the line manager there. Give him a raise. Give him 100,000 regal points. <laughs> and let him do they, whatever he wants. They just throw those out willy-nilly. They they love to just drop suddenly like, oh, here's 3,000 points. So yeah, he at least should get 100,000 points. I've been grinding on my points because usually I would save up to 20,000 because it's 18,000 for a free ticket. Yeah. Lately, I've just been like, no, I'm buying your ticket, your being my wife. And I've just been trying to rack up as much as I can. I have about 66,000 points right now. Love. I'm going to try to get you know, as high as possible. Cause sometimes they do have cool stuff in their like store. Yeah, me too. There, there are times, and there was one time I flipped out because I went to go, this was a time recently where I went to go see a movie with my dad and I had a ticket like in person. Cause like there was a screening issue. So they gave me a free ticket. And so I used that ticket with my dad but they misunderstood me and used 18,000 or 19,000 points of mine. And I'm no, 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 no. I want to use this ticket. So I had to go in and they just refunded me 20,000. So they just gave like, ah, here's an extra thousand. <laughs> <laughs> they used to do this cool thing too, where you could watch trailers and they give you like a thousand points. Oh and yeah. I, I haven't gotten that email in a while. It's like, yeah, watch the black that. Adam trailer. And I'm like, okay. And I just, hit play, don't even watch whatever it is. Yeah, I, I always play it and then just like turn down the volume and put it off to the side. And like, hey, they should be giving us like behind the scenes. I would actually watch the behind the scenes. And then it's like, watch this and you get 50 points. I'm like, all right, I'll watch that. But you have Black Adam, the trailer where it's going to be like 500 points. I'm like, yeah, I don't need to see that again. Yeah, I like too that you get digital collectibles like oh, I, yeah. we got one for bones and all. I'm like, what of all the movies? Like, why do I don't want this? <laughs> like, what is the point? Anytime I go to the theater, I want to think of Tim, Timothy Chalamet feasting on some poor bloke's body, just eating away. Freely walking around with no shirt on and blood all over his body. <laughs> uh, and he's not worried about it. Strange movie. And we'll get into that, though, I yeah. would imagine, because we're going to do December pop culture picks, pick'ems. 
we're going to do the Rotten Tomatoes game, which we haven't done. You know what? We restarted because I was doing so bad, and you were killing me again. <laughs> so this is, I figured just for the December month, we're just going to do it for fun. And then we're going to talk about some of the stuff we've watched recently because we took a week off. I've watched a ton of crap in the past, like, two or three weeks. Looking back on November, I don't know if you agree with this, it was stacked. Yeah. There was, like, an obscene amount of not only content, but I would say really good content. Yeah. It it felt like uh, this just whether it's studios, whether it's streamers, whether it's artists, they saved everything for November. I seriously feel like it's been somewhat of a drought until November hit, and now just like, okay, now there's so much. It's kind of overwhelming. It was like the last rush of 2022 because I think they think December people are going to be super busy. So it's like November's the last time to do it. And they're expecting like the way of the water to end up just basically ruling the box office. And that even well, like I hope so. streaming, streaming and everything, yeah, camera needs it to rule. Um, but like everything just seems to like looking ahead for this month. I'm like, this is actually, this was tough to come up with picks. Um, yeah. I, you want to get going on that? Yeah. Because I can start with numero three. I got to go with Violent Night, which is theaters. What are you ooing about? (laughs) There's there's a funny story about this, and it has to do with my number three. And it was almost Violent Night, but I did not pick it. Well, it comes out in theaters December 2nd. Stranger Things star David Harbour plays Santa Claus, and he must save the day against a group of mercenaries who invade the estate of a wealthy family. I'm not expecting this to be anything but a goofy good time. Oh, man. Literally, that's all I want. Just a violent Santa Claus movie. Uh, it's funny because at work, there were three co-workers. And I was talking about this movie earlier. And I was like, man, I can't wait for Violent Night. And they they all like paused and like, what What do you mean? And I'm like, I'm not like, I'm like, you've heard of Violent Night, the movie, right? I'm like, no, no, no. I'm like, okay. They looked at me like I was going to just like go berserk. And I described it as it looks like Die Hard meets the Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Santa Claus can fight. Yeah. I, I mean, I dig it. And David Harper looks awesome. He's just hamming it up in all the best ways. This did not make my list. It almost made my list um, because it just looks like a fun Christmas movie. And I know both of us love Christmas movies, but with an action movie, like a diehard type movie. I'm definitely thirsting for this, but it, it actually sadly did not make my list. Harbor was on Kelly and Ryan the other day and I was watching and he mentioned, you know, like the one liners in this movie and how they realized making it that the more just like serious that it was said, the funnier it was. Uh, but you know that he's having fun with it, and that's the thing that makes me even more excited to see it is that he's having that much fun. Yeah. I hope it's super violent. Me too. Like ultra-violent. I, I, I wonder if they'll explain how he can fight. I guess because he's been around for so long. Have you been watching, by the way, the Disney Plus Santa Claus show, The Santa Clauses? No, not yet, but I have heard someone complain. They're like, wait, so he's thinking of retiring at 60 or 65 or whatever? I'm like, yeah, that is odd, but I, I haven't. Is it good? I mean, we enjoy it. It's it's uh, we like those movies, but he I don't know where they're going with it because he like episode huh. three. It is about him retiring, but I it's like he he's going to get drawn back into it is what I'm guessing. Does it look cheap? It there is some dot really dodgy CG, but I think. One, it's budgetary, but I do think they are trying to make it look like the old ones. Okay. So it's like really, at times I'm like, oh, that looks awful. And then I'm like, but that's what it looked like in the original Santa Claus. So I think it's intentional to a degree. Well, my number three, the reason why I laughed earlier is I was debating about going Violent Night. I decided no. And I'm doing my number three. I actually moved this down because it would have been higher. However, I feel like it's kind of cheating but it is coming out officially on Netflix on December 23rd. It's Ryan Johnson's Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery on Netflix. I did not get to see this in the theater this weekend, and it was only for one week. Um, I really wanted to. 
but you were able to see it. What did you think about it? I liked it. I did not love it. Okay. Because honestly, I don't know much about the story. I know that our detective, Daniel Craig, goes to the island of where, I assume, um, where they we have this group, this main group, and Edward Norton is like this billionaire, I think, like tech billionaire. Yeah. Weirdly enough, he's very much like an Elon Musk. And this clearly huh. was done before all the Elon Musk drama in recent months. <laughs> so I don't know necessarily what the inspiration was, but uh, Edward Norton is good in this. So you don't know who dies or anything, right? You don't know? I don't. Because like leading into Knives Out, we knew it was Christopher Plummer. This one, I went in completely blind, had no idea. And I'm glad I didn't just because it made it fun. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I just think Johnson makes some really bizarre choices. One, it's set in COVID time. That's like a a thing in this, which I don't think is a good idea. One, because in 10 years, you're going to be like, oh, this is, it feels weird. It feels dated. Huh. Because they got masks on. There's like COVID gags. I, I, I didn't like that. I did not know that. Because in everything I've seen, I've never seen a mask and I've never seen reference for time. Oh, yeah. It's a whole it's a whole thing. I think the first like ten hmm. minutes of the movie are pretty bad. And then um he does one other thing that I that doesn't factor into the plot, but I won't say what it is. Cause I don't wanna I don't wanna have any spoilers out there, but <laughs> I was just like, This is so stupid. It's so dumb. It it, it actually took me out of the movie because it felt so unnecessary. I hated I hated mm. it what he does. Yeah. Outside of like some of the characters, um, I know that Dave Bautista is a YouTube star or sensation or something like that. Mm -hmm. He's really good. I like Bautista a lot. I have also heard that this movie is really funny. I think one thing I I don't know if I liked as much is I feel like Johnson makes fun of the murder mystery concept in this. And he doesn't do that in Knives Out. Like it's very serious. And this one, it's more making fun of it. And I kind of didn't like that. With that, though, I and that's another thing. I really want to see this movie in the theater, but I just I ran out of time this weekend because I had a lot of other things going on personally that I wasn't able to to see it. But man, did it look good. Now, you said something interesting, though, about whether to see it in theaters or to wait. And you feel like it's OK to wait and watch it at home. Uh, yeah, I don't think you I don't think it's uh something you necessarily need to see in theaters. But uh, I'd be interested when you see it, I want to know if there's something that bugs you. I want to know if if this thing that Johnson does irritates you or not. That's interesting because the more that you've described about this vaguely, it reminds me a lot of See How They Run, the uh, Sam Rockwell movie mm. that's on HBO Max right now. And yeah, already on there. I need to watch it. I love it. I have not rewatched it, but I really liked it. However, that entire movie, without giving anything away, is very much so like what you said. It's setting it up to, it's like a play where it takes place in limited places. And it seems like it, it plays out. It doesn't feel like a play. Like the movie Fences felt like a play that's just shot, you know, on a stage. It didn't feel like that. They used. The environment's really well, but they were, since it was about a play and a murder mystery involving that, it like they played into that. And I really liked how it felt, but also that was so humorous. And that caught me off guard on how funny that was, but it's also a lot of dry humor that it was like, it's not like it's putting it in your face, rather it's allowing you to sit and digest it. And I thought that was really funny, especially as it, kind of goes throughout the movie and you start to pick up on a lot of those nuances. So it makes me curious because this movie for Glass Onion looks really interesting in terms of how he structured it, how Ryan Johnson structured it. So that makes talking to you about this makes me even more excited to see it. So Numero Two is also a Netflix movie. It's a documentary. It's called Senior that follows actor Robert Downey Jr. as he recounts the life and career of his father. Now, Robert Downey Jr., actually, Robert Downey Sr., not Robert Downey Jr. Sr. Uh, Sr. was a maverick filmmaker known for making, like, offbeat comedies in the 60s and 70s. I have never seen any of his work. I've heard about it. I've never seen it. But he died last year. This looks really emotional. 
very candid. It was shot over the course of two or three years um, of Downey connecting with his father and talking about their history together, their history apart. Uh, it streams, like I said, on Netflix December 2nd. It looked, The trailer alone gets you a little weepy-eyed, I think. Quite a bit different than Violent Night. <laughs> yeah. I, I, at least this, though, like you said, it does look really emotional. And especially knowing how close this, obviously, is to RDJ, it's going to be worth seeing for that reason. And this is interesting because this is... A passion project from him coming just a few weeks after Jonah Hill's passion project about his, I know, very different, but his therapist talking about, like, showing what it was like for his therapist and, and how he got him through the hard times and this and that. And it's almost like Robert Downey Jr. is doing the same, but with his dad in terms of helping him get through those hard times, but reminiscing on his life. And I need some Downey Jr. I feel like post- MCU, he's had stinkers, or he, I feel like I haven't seen him a lot. Um, I know he's in Nolan's new one next year, and that should be awesome. I'm worried. There are so many people in that movie. He's in it for like seven minutes. Listen, we know we know Downey can act. Downey Jr. is a really good actor, but I think we kind of forget it. Because if you look at his filmography, he was basically Tony Stark for a a decade plus and I love him in those movies, but I want to see him acting um, like in something like Zodiac again. He's so good in Zodiac. Yeah. Yeah. So get him, get him something like that. And then obviously this is different. It's, it's a more candid look, but it will be nice to have him on my screen again. I miss him. I miss him in the MCU so much. I feel like it's only a matter of time though, before he comes back, you know, I wonder if he'd be willing to do it. I bet I bet he will. And now, especially with his father passing, I kind of wonder if that will that could end up like jump starting him, well, in ways, to, you know, return to this or at least expedite his return to the MCU. I mean, I would love Evans back too. Oh it yeah. is nice to see them like Evans recently admitted he, you know, you kind of realize how much he miss a role. And uh, I'm sure it becomes tiresome playing the same person year year after year. Yeah. Um, but maybe in hindsight, you're like, huh, you know what? I had a lot of fun doing those. And weirdly enough, I saw a, a candid picture of Chris Evans recently. It was him walking with his girlfriend, apparently. Lucky girl, though. Yeah, I mean, this guy. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Hottest, hottest guy around. Um, but he looked like he was. Now, he's always been fit, but he looked like he was in shape super great shape and i'm like what is he is he getting pumped for something that we don't know about is he gonna <laughs> he gonna have a captain america cameo in some big surprise in one of these movies he, he looked bigger than usual i mean we've got captain america for new world what right it's new world order or whatever uh and that's going to be taking place after ant-man and the wasp quantumania which starts to mess with time so i could see that being the case bring him back in baby I want to. I always think too. If we're going to bring him back, let's go. You know, he goes back to stop uh, Thanos back in time, and then comes back an old man. Let's see some of those adventures. That's how you can do it. Where we, yeah, we see him, where everything's still the same. We don't. We won't change anything. It's not even a different version of Steve Rogers. But we get to go on a, a more adventures with him. I think that's a way to do it. And it's an it's an obvious way to do it, but. I think it would be cool. And the other thing is, like, that's also, like, a prime example of, like, an MCU show of doing something that's a lot of fun. I want to get into the... I know we'll talk about it when we get into what we've watched recently, but I think Marvel's tapped into something special with their Marvel specials. About 45 minutes, 50 minutes. That is, like... I think that is way better than doing a six-episode show. Yeah. You've got... You're less... Because so much of those the shows that we've seen so far are just like rushing to finish it's it. It's poopy. It's either extended too long for no reason, or yeah, by the end of the it's just like the final episodes are usually garbage, and then it always feels <laughs> cheap. And for some reason, I feel like you could invest more money into something that's shorter and then still do a better job. So my number two is a movie that's coming out 
squarely in the middle of this month. And it makes me a little nervous because I've got a, um, a family trip planned at the same time. And I was talking to a co-worker, friend, and frequent listener for us as well, Jesse, about this. And I said, it's a dilemma because it's the four-hour avatar, the way of the water. I it's say not four, four hours. I say four hours because that's going to be after you work in all the trailers and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, this movie, uh, and I, I'm saying that like I'm, I'm already mad at it. I We love long movies. The, th- the thing is with, but I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I almost, I almost put this num this movie at number three. Oh wow. Yeah. And then I almost put Violent Night over this movie. Um it's not the fact that I'm like obviously it's my number two, but this is the sequel to the biggest movie of all time. The highest grossing movie of all time. Is it still number one? Did the it King- go back? I'm pretty sure. It ended up taking uh two point it's at two point nine billion, right? Uh let me do a quick search here. Should you be allowed to re-release a movie, make more money, and then get it back to the top? And then, honestly, that's a thing. It should, but I know it got re-released. Yeah, so I'm looking at the numbers right now. Box Office Mojo, $2.922 billion lifetime gross. And you know this movie will eventually crack $3 billion, I'd assume, right? Um, if they really... Because you know they're going to re-release. It's, they're not done. Um you think it's going to make another billion dollars? Well, now that I'm doing the figures, that doesn't make any sense. Because that would be $80 million. It'd have to make $80 million to get up to $3 Because it's $80 million away from that. So mm-hmm. know that there's no... I mean, but then again, like the real re-release ended up doing decent business. Nonetheless, I mean, there's a possibility that if they push this hard enough, especially if this movie does well enough. But Avengers Endgame... Lifetime gross, $2.797 billion. So it's not far behind. It's, you know, uh, about a $120 million, something like that, away from taking Avatar. So nonetheless, the other thing that gets me actually more excited about Avatar The Way of the Water is that it's literally taking place. It's kind of like Waterworld, but with Avatar. And... This movie, to me, I, I'm really interested to see how they did all of the motion capture underwater, like those scenes underwater. That, to me, I think is going to be when this movie will shine. But this movie clocking in three hours, 16 minutes, if you do work in um, the previews, it's going to be three and a half hours. That's where I'm like, wow, this is, this is unreal. This is going to end up taking up a half day. A full <laughs> yeah. half day. I cannot wait. Um, I will be seeing this in 3D. I'm yes. not a fan of seeing movies in 3D, but I will I will definitely see this movie in 3D. You have to. Um yeah, I feel yeah, right? I you feel like to. you'll have to. Um the big question how much money do you think this will make? Like overall? Do you um, think it will be as big of a hit? No. Do you think it's going to make the $2 billion Cameron says, says that it needs to make to break even? <laughs> so they're saying this movie needs to make $2 billion, not the this and the next one. It's got to be Avatar The Way of the so, yeah. Water, right? I don't know if I see it doing as well. But honestly, I wouldn't have thought the first one did as yep. well as it did, and it yeah. did. And that's that's the same. I feel the same way. I feel, I feel like this movie, I can't say it's going to make half. But even if it is half, it comes close to making that $2 billion. I mean, it's projected to open, I think, last time I saw, like, 150 to 175 here in the U.S. Yeah. That's a ton of money. And that is surprising. And you're factoring in the three-and-a-half-hour runtime. So, And that makes it harder because you can't have as many screenings. It's also... And I find this interesting. One of the few movies getting a China release. China. And this movie is going to do a ton of China. Ton of business. Actually, that's where it made most of the money. Yeah. The first movie made most of the mo- uh, money overseas. This is my number one. And we've talked about this before. The trailers haven't done much to get me hyped. But James Cameron, Jimmy C, absolute legend. Plus, 
I've mentioned this before, I keep hearing how amazing and more advanced the 3D tech is that I have to, I'm not a big fan of 3D either. I would avoid it at all costs if I could. But I cannot wait to see this in 3D. Well, and the other thing too with having Jimmy C underwater, anytime he works in those elements of being in the water, like the, the abyss, or, you know, he has those elements where he's playing into his obsession with going underwater. It always works. It always looks good. And that's where I think this movie will shine. And that's what gets me excited for this. Um, and honestly, I think even though right now I'm sold less than I was when the first Avatar came out, I think this, to me, I'll like this more than the first one. Remember in the, what was it called in the first movie? It said it said on Pandora, and there's people that l- saw the movie and were literally so sad that they had to leave Pandora <laughs> <laughs> that they like got clinically depressed. Do you remember that? I, rem- I yeah, remember. I well, remember like CNN stories about how people were so sad that they were not in Pandora anymore. You were bringing that up, and then someone else was also bringing that up too. What uh, was recently? that called? They called it something. I don't know, but I wonder if that's going to happen again. I mean, this is so like there are the movie being re-released in theaters for the first Avatar did business that at the time was like beating other like new releases. Mm, Brand new movies. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where I think there's still enough of their uh, like a craving. But more than that, I think you're looking at new people coming like a, a new audience, a new generation you know, you've got the Gen Z and like, all right, well, what's what's up with this? But, you know, Jimmy C's just going to get mad. He's like, well, those Namor people were all blue and they were stealing my thunder. We get two two months, almost two massive movies back to back that feature blue people in water. <laughs> and they're Disney. They're both Disney. I'm sure it's going to be great. We're going to make our Rotten Tomatoes pick for this in just a few minutes, but. I'm I'm actually weirdly getting like really hyped for this. As it gets closer, I'm getting more more and more excited. I no joke spent last night thirty minutes, um, after going to see some new movies. I I spent thirty minutes and I was trying to break down when am I going to go see Avatar: The Way of the Water because it's coming out the weekend that I'm uh, taking a twelve hour drive to go see my sister and. For that, it's like, I know I won't be able to do it that weekend. So I'm seriously thinking of scooting out of work early on Thursday and going to make a half day out of Avatar. Heck, I might as well just take the full day off. Just take the day off. I was going to say, you should just cancel the just, trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you see it there with her? That's, well, maybe. I know that she just had a baby, yeah, right? She, yes. Just bring the baby along, too. Put a little 3D glasses <laughs> on it. <laughs> Jimmy, and then and then, and then, uh, uh, send it to Jimmy C, and then he gets irate, and he's like, there are no babies in Pandora. And th- that's the other thing. Like, It seems like we get to see more of what what kind of like creatures wants to living under the water and, and Pandora and all that stuff. It just... This looks like it will be a lot of fun to live in that world. I did not get upset and depressed that we left Pandora. It's a oh, I did. I hated that movie the first time I saw oh. it, and only when we rewatched it like a year ago that I was like, oh, I, I don't love it, but I, I respect it. Yeah, and it's on Disney Plus again right now. Yeah, they they put it back, so I'm gonna watch it again. Yeah, and I'm excited to rewatch it. Um, I think I just the first time everyone hyped it up. And I didn't love it, and I really took my anger out on it. But <laughs> as the the decade plus is, you know, unfolded, I've come to appreciate Jimmy Seymour. Not Jimmy Seymour, but Jimmy C. James Cameron more. And uh, that's how I'm able to tolerate Avatar a little bit more. You know, it's it's funny you say that because we talked about that when we did when we 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 talked about uh, rewatching Avatar. And that was a, a podcast that we had uh, not all that long ago. But when we did that, I would I felt the same as you. Like when it first came out, and others were like, "Oh man, I love this." I'm like, "Why? What? What? What do you love about? Like what? I don't under. Please break this down for me. Like it made me so irate because then there were others that were just like basking in this Avatar 
sunshine. And it to me, I'm like, okay, well, but I respected it. And then rewatching it, I'm like, all right, well, it wasn't as bad as what I thought. Um, I think on first watch, I'm just going to predict, I, I have a feeling I might end up loving this movie on first watch. Oh, I bet I do. I bet I do. I just can't, I can't wait for that runtime. <laughs> That's almost like they have to let you, I don't know how strict your theater is, but like if they don't allow you to bring in a big pizza pie, they should <laughs> for this massive runtime. I honestly, I'm thinking about getting like basically having um, like going through the app, buying ahead and then having them deliver various things and just constantly bring it out. To <laughs> oh, man, I'm hyped. So, yeah, that's my number one. Hesitations aside, I, James Cameron, he's he's basically a movie god. And I pray I pray to the gods of Pandora that this turns out OK, because. We have a third one coming out, and Jimmy C's been open about if these movies don't do well, we're not doing more because it's not worth it because of how costly everything is. So they've shot the third one, and they've shot like the first half of movie four or something or the above hand stuff. I don't know <laughs> what. <laughs> but they, I think they, didn't they announce like five movies or something crazy? Yeah. Yeah, and then and it's just it's unreal to me that, uh, but then again, Jimmy C, he's like, all right, he he might you know do three, and then he's done, like that's a possibility. Is this really going to be his final movies? <sighs> I I hope not. I know we've talked about that, but I really hope not. Mm, now, before you get to movie number one, your number one pick. Well, the cat's like losing her mind. I don't know if I should let her out of the room. Be quiet. Okay. <laughs> this cat I'm going to go let her out real quick <laughs> I'm probably not going to edit this out of the podcast Okay We got to keep in the, the cat Cat I just like that she makes a uh, A cameo in every episode <laughs> Just meowing in the background We're going to Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Your number one So my number one is a holiday special and I had no idea this was coming out until I was doing some research and I loved 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 the first introduction that we got to this main character and it's coming out on Netflix on December 15th and it's titled Who Killed Santa? A Murder Murderville Murder Mystery. Have you seen this? No. You haven't heard about it? I don't know what what's Murderville. So Murderville is the show with Will Arnett oh, that came out. Oh, okay, yeah, that was really funny. Yeah, and then they it was is an impromptu murder mystery show, and Will Arnett Will Arnett plays Terry Seattle. Yeah, and each episode <laughs> featured someone different. Yeah, and Terry Seattle in this, uh, who killed Santa? A Murderville murder mystery. Oh, this that's fantastic. is. This is going to be a special that's coming out. Had no idea at all this was happening, but it's featuring. This gets this will get you even more hyped. It's number one guest star is going to be Jason Bateman. Mm. So and you know that they're like best buds, Will Arnett and Jason Bateman. They've got a podcast together, and um, it just it looks like so much fun. This movie. Is going to be a ton. Just I, I just I, I love the fact that they're playing into this, uh, like the season, the seasonal aspect of it. But also he's bringing in Jason Bateman, and he literally has some like licking out of a cat bowl and stuff like that. <laughs> it's so good. Now it's a little hit hit or miss, maybe season one. But like the Kumail is really funny. Conan's is funny. Uh, Annie Murphy, hers is really funny. Most of them are actually really good. So yeah, this sounds amazing. And so they've got they're billing uh, Jason Bateman as num as like the main star, and um, they're also bringing in Maya Rudolph. And it's going to be a fifty two minute Christmas special, and Terry Seattle, played by Will <laughs> Arnett, he's bringing on Jason Bateman, who's dressed as an elf. And Maya Rudolph as this like Santa type, you know, lookalike. But they're trying to they're they're investigating who.
who killed a mall Santa. And it looks it looks hilarious. This I feel like is going to be my go-to for the Christmas season for a long time. Just mm. because I like you said, the first Murderville, like the first season, was hit or miss. There was more hits than misses. But anytime it hit, I was like laughing out loud. Oh yeah. The 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 Kumail one, there was moments where I was laughing so hard that I had tears in my eyes. And I had to rewind it and watch it again. <laughs> it was so yeah. Those I, are I, those are really good. I hope I they do. Few, I, I hope this is a sign too. They're doing more episodes. Me too. And I think, especially with them bringing on Jason Bateman, I just have a feeling this is going to be a huge hit. I just I've got that feeling. And bring on more Terry Seattle. I think this is a great <laughs> character. I love the concept. I love this idea that the only one who knows is Terry or Will Arnett, and everyone else, his guest um, guests on the show, don't like they haven't received the script. They're just helping. They're trying to help solve this crime. And it's just it's it. I can't wait. I cannot wait. This caught me off guard because I was doing some research. Like I said, came across this. I thought this was a joke. And then I found the trailer, and there's a trailer, and they, like, secretly released it. And I'm so surprised with it coming out only in, like, two and a half weeks that they haven't been promoting this as much as what they, they should be. Mm-hmm. I do like, too, so the end of the episodes come down to the, the guest gets to predict who the killer is. Mm-hmm. And they don't always get it right, which I think is good. And this makes me wonder if they're going to have like Jason Bate with the team up of Jason Bateman, Am I Rudolph, if they're going to do like a team up of them guessing or like how they're going to divvy that up. But man, it just, I, I'm, I'm so ready for it. I'm what so What an ready. amazing name to Terry Seattle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so good. That's a good number one pick. I didn't even know about that. Yeah. And that's, it's one of those that, um, I, like I said, I feel like more people need to know about this. That's why as soon as I found out about it, I'm like, that's number one. That's got to be number one. Netflix, though. Yeah. And they had three Netflix things. That's kind of sad. Uh, yeah, well, and it's funny because my two Netflix picks are all about murders and murder mysteries. <laughs> I love the fact that it's a Murderville murder mystery, and they're like, playing off of the a knives out mystery and they're basically making fun of that <laughs> i love that so much it's december 15th which is the same weekend as avatar the way of the water and the week before glass onion glass onion all right so you want to do some rod tomatoes picks i'm so nervous but yeah i think i'm as ready as i can be we got two big ones violent night which comes out this weekend december 2nd avatar the way of water which comes out in a couple weeks. Which one do you want to do first? Oh, boy. Might as well as do... You want to do Violent, violent. Okay. Yeah. Um, I can go first. It doesn't matter. I okay. suck at this game. I'm so, I'm so incredibly nervous. I freaking blow at this game for some reason. <laughs> I used to be so good. Now I just blow. Yeah, you you slayed the first time, and then after that, we just uh, it's it's been it's been a um, a blowout. <laughs> I've, I've derailed harder than Army Hammer's career. Ooh, Violet Knight. I'm gonna say sixty-two percent. Sixty-two. I feel like it's not gonna be good, but it'll be judged less harshly than I mean, because people know what they're getting into. So 62 seems fair to me. Yeah, and see, that's where I, I'm I'm worried I'm going way higher. It's it's not too much higher than you, but I feel like looking at this movie, people are gonna be, especially critics, are like, it knows what it is. It's like an it feels-ish like an 80s type throwback, one-liner, you know, die hard playing into that. And it's been a while. Like, we got Mel Gibson's Fat Man, mm-hmm. but that's, like, more of a serious, more, you know. Yeah, took, more serious than you would think. Yeah. And then, so this one seems like it's going to be the opposite, where it's trying to have fun. That's why I'm going with 70%. Ooh. I, th- I think it's going to get, like, decent reviews. I'm not going to say, like, that's, it's going to be praised. That's pretty but good, though. I, yeah. I, yeah, exactly. It's going to be fresh. 
fresh. So Avatar The Way of Water, Jimmy C. First movie in 13 oh, years. The original Avatar, 82% from critics. What do you think? Oh, wow. I just... Something tells me that it's going to be a little lackluster. Ooh. I don't think it's going to be... Pre- I was surprised that the first one got 82% by both critics and audiences. I'm sticking with... I'm going even... And I went even with Violent Night with 70. I'm going to go a flat 80 on Avatar The Way of the Water. Oh, that's not bad. It's not bad, It's but at the same time... And I've been like going really high on some of my picks uh, lately, I feel. And this one, I'm reining it in. I'm not going quite as high. I've been going, been going high, too. I did 76%. 76%. I don't know. I don't know what to think. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I think it's not going to get railroaded, but I do think that a lot of people, a lot of critics, I should say, are going to end up saying, wait, so we waited this long for this movie? Um, I just have that feeling. I've got that feeling. But then again, it, I, I, man, I don't know. I just do not. This, this pick has stressed me out all day. If there's one stress in my day, it's what am I going to pick for Avatar The Way of the Water? 80 and 76. I think that's Fair. Watch this get like 95%. And they're like, this this changes the landscape of film forever. (laughs) So what have you been watching lately? We mentioned Bones and All. Yeah. And so I ended up doing a double feature. and A weird uh, weird double feature. Very strange, yes. Um, And it's funny. So both you and I, and you, congratulations on getting to see Bones and All. Private screening. Private screening. Knock that off the bucket list. Only one in the theater. I can almost, it's almost to the point where I can die happy. You know, it's like one of those things where it's like I've done everything else but die. (laughs) I still have a few things left, but this was a huge one. I've never had that happen. It was genuinely something on my bucket list. See a movie organically in theaters. I can't like plan this out where no one shows up. I'm the only one in there. And that happened, finally. That, that So what was that like seeing this movie by yourself in the theater, chowing down on a big tub of popcorn? I mean, it wasn't any different than really any other movie. <laughs> I should credit you for me, because I wasn't going to see this in theaters. And then I watched your Minuteman video, and you use footage from a trailer I hadn't seen. I'm like, wow, the cinematography on that looks great. Yeah. I had a time when I could go see it. And I go, I'm, I'm going to, it was either Devotion that I was going to see or um, The Menu. And I, I, I saw your Minuteman and then I did an audible. And I was like, I'm gonna, I'll see this. I like Luca. I want to see what this is all about. So I should give you all the credit. Honestly, it's funny because I was talking to my girlfriend and I'm like, I'm like kind of tap dancing around the subject matter because it seems weird. You know, there's a, I feel like there's a time where, you know, like movies about cannibalism or like TV shows, you know, like when The Walking Dead did cannibalism, it's like, okay, well, there's this that exists. And he's like, ah, it's not a big deal. Now, like there are so many people, rightfully so, being like, well, you know, this is a terrible subject matter, which it is, but it's just, it's so, it's just, Man, it just makes you feel so weird and icky and all. It was gross, yeah. It was, uh, I, I will say, yeah, I wasn't as creeped out, but um, with that, though, I kept, this is one thing that I was thinking of while making it. I'm like, is it strange that Luca reteams with Timothy Chalamet in which they both worked on a movie with Army Hammer on? And, and no joke, I was, do, while doing research, kept coming across interviews where Luca was being asked, so did... <laughs> And I'm, I swear, they they would ask, so did Army Hammer inspire you to write this story? I swear. Like he, but he, he was, this is based off like a book, though. Yeah, it is, yeah. But people people are like, did that inspire you to do this story? He's like, no, I have no idea what you're talking about. And he yeah. was always like shooting it down. He, he would get mad, rightfully so. But well, that's that's annoying. Yeah, and it was it was frustrating for him, and you could see him just get mad. So this is interesting, too. And... and you know, I don't know 
how this will come across. It will. It might sound weird, but do you ever watch movies and it like brings back nostalgia in terms of like the style or what you see that it makes you feel like you're watching it with someone, but you're not? Do you ever get that feeling? Mm, no, not really. So this movie, there's something about Lucas' style, and it was the same in Suspiria. Um, it's been in anything I've seen with what he's done. You know, Call Me By Your Name, Suspiria, now this. Uh, I feel like there's something else that he did. I just can't think of it right now. But for some reason, while watching this, it was like he uses this 70s, 80s Ital Italian uh, Jalo-style filmmaking quality, like the pans. For This doesn't give anything away about the movie, but there's a scene toward the beginning of the movie where it's inside the gymnasium where we get Taylor Russell's character, one of the main characters, playing the piano, and we're looking outside, and the camera pans in from outside inside, and we see her at the piano. And it's such a, like an Italian 70s-style thing to do, and then it has like the cuts. Like you see one shot still, but mm -hmm. it's a jump cut, and it goes forward like three cuts. And stuff like that is so strange, but it give it would give me a nostalgia of like, this is a movie I would watch, or like this style of movie is something I've seen a lot of movies like this with my dad. Not like in subject matter, but just like the style, like those 70s, 80s, you know, movies that used a lot of those filmmaking techniques. It was weird because it it was cool to feel that way, but at the same time, it was like while watching this, it was one of those movies that I you feel it drag on like it's dragging on i felt in the back half the first half i thought there were a lot of and even throughout the entire movie there's a lot of interesting cinematography a lot of beautiful shots um and i think that the story overall is like it's decently paced until the second half and then it really starts to trudge in certain areas yeah the content obviously is so icky that one, I, I kind of wondered, what is the point of this? Like, I guess you could say it represents an, a number of different things, but it was hard for me to get invested into two people that were doing something gross like this. And then Mark Rylance, he's good, but dude, he plays the same creep in like every movie at this point. <laughs> you know, like that's, it's like, we need a creep who talks funny. Uh, let's get Mark Rylance. <laughs> and I'm just bitter towards him because he shouldn't have won that freaking Golden Globe when Stallone was nominated for Creed. That still pisses me off. Or not the Golden Globe, the Oscar. Yeah, yeah. So Mark Rylance can go straight to hell. <laughs> yeah, <he's> after, <laughs> after this movie. Um, and, and shout out to you pointing this out. And I didn't even realize this um, until going through the trailer. But freaking David Gordon Green is in this movie as an actor. As an actor, and he's fine. Like, he doesn't do much, yeah. but he's he's good. It was it was cool to see him, but once again, man, it was just, like, something about his character and that whole setting just, ugh, it's so... Oh, it's gross, yeah. icky. There's a lot of, like, creepy detours in this that I I, I liked, but I, I don't want to see this ever yeah. again. Yeah, I agree, especially some of the sound effects that you hear in this, it will definitely, I feel like it's going to be a little haunting. Um, but I saw that and it was a double feature. No one was in the theater for Bones and All, but I ended up having five people in the theater whenever I go and see Devotion, the new Jonathan Majors, Glenn Powell, uh, two Glenn Powell flying movies. Um, really enjoyed this movie. It was good. It was like a, um, that based on a true story, movie that I feel like every year around this time we get. I did not know this story of this man. And I really liked Majors in this. He does a great job. Glenn Powell was good. I liked him as well. He's, um, I don't think he's quite as strong in this as he is in Top Gun Maverick. Um, there's something about that that character that of hangman that he played really well this he was good um but this was it, it relied a little bit more for him uh but it leans obviously heavily on jonathan majors and i will say hands down after seeing this movie i will see anything with jonathan majors 
Yeah. Oh, that's been that's been going on for years now. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, he's he's been great for a long he's time. He's fantastic. And this is Love that this guy. is definitely worth seeing for him. And um great movie. Uh it's a bit of a surprise ending. I was like Time travel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it play it plays with some of that. He, but he flies um, into for, a time warp. Yeah. <laughs> by the end of it. it it go yeah it's uh the first time traveler so but yeah i would i would recommend the movie um it's interesting i've heard of i've heard or read from some that this is a good streaming movie and eh, i still like a lot of the action scenes it's good to see in the theaters but hey i'm i'm gonna say see it for jonathan majors and apparently he takes his shirt off oh yeah were you lying about that or are you being serious oh no he does wow i didn't expect it in this but i'm all for it um yeah well i i need to add that to the list that might be i got some time off coming up i might go use my regal pass for it it's 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 solid for that to Hmm. use the pass now recently i've i watched i finally watched the two marvel specials one just came out and it's the guardians of the galaxy one and it was okay i didn't think the trailer was very good and then overall that was just all right it's kind of fun to see the characters again but uh, it definitely felt like something James Gunn wrote in a matter of a couple hours, and turns out he wrote that in about two hours. <laughs> Are you serious? He, he said he cranked it out in a couple hours. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I did watch <laughs> Werewolf by Night, though, and that got me going back to what I said earlier. Marvel specials like that. I don't, Did you watch Werewolf by Night? I haven't. I still haven't yet. I want to. Oh, it's it's not like the best thing ever, but it's shot really well. And I'm like, this is the perfect example of what Marvel should be doing. Like a 45 minute self-contained story. It looks great. Introduces some cool Marvel characters. Uh, I was impressed with that one. One thing I was not impressed with, I watched Apple TV Plus's Spirited with uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Two people that I like, uh, didn't think it was that good. It's kind of funny in, in how it spins a Christmas carol, but dude, this movie's like two hours and 15 minutes, which is insane. Don't know why <laughs> oh it's that goodness. long. It's a musical where I don't think the music is very catchy. Uh, I just couldn't get over the runtime. I was like, this end this effing movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was just okay. And then one of the other big things I watched, uh, Netflix, the Jason Momoa family movie Slumberland, oh yeah, which dropped a couple weeks ago, and I went on there to watch it, and I couldn't find it. And I'm like, oh, I must have, I must be like a week off. And I Google it, and it's like, no, it's out today. I literally had to search for it, and I type in S L U, and it's not bringing it up. I had to, I got to S L U M, and it finally brought it up. I'm like, this is the most asinine thing. <laughs> Uh, it was okay. I weirdly, I like a lot about it. I thought the girl, the the main girl was, was cute and fun in this, but I didn't think Momoa was good. I didn't know what he was oh. doing. Oh, great. It was, he was, he wasn't great in this. Um, But I think a lot of the cinematography was really good. Really good looking movie for good stretches of this thing. Not sure I would recommend it, but. Uh, I, I think it's doing all right on Netflix. Like it was one of their top movies. The other yeah. Day, so, and that I I I was curious about that. Like if it, it's uh, if it's worth watching because I'm like I'm tempted. I definitely want to see Spirited because um, it looks like a fun movie. But would you say you have more fun with Slumberland than uh, Spirited? I don't know which one I would watch again. The the runtime the literally the runtime in Spirited was just I don't know why that was stretched so long. I feel like there's I I've cranked out so much. Obviously, like planes, trains. That was we watched that. I did rewatch Black Widow. I like that. I still think that's fun. Did it go up any in your rankings? It might have gone down a little bit. Oh, not not in rankings wise, just my rating. But uh, I still dig that one. I still think it's one of the. It's still my number two phase horror movie but yeah yeah that's solid I, that's one that i almost went back and rewatched as well but 
man, there and there's there's just like so much, especially for TV shows that I need to catch up on. Were there any shows that you? Oh yeah, are you watching Tulsa King yet or no? No, that's one that I. It's now I'm to the point. I'm like, should I wait and binge it all? But I don't want to. Just wait. Just wait. How do you like it? Yeah. So we're we're under one. We got one minute left. I'll say it's good, not great. <laughs> I love Stallone. It is. I think I just I've described it as. I don't think I've ever seen this plot used really in a movie or show, but I feel like everything in this show feels familiar mm. and recycled, which is kind of annoying. Well, I think that's brought us to the end of this podcast, sadly. But it ends with Stallone. It always ends with Stallone. I'm getting as soon as we end this, we're going to end up uh, going on a Stallone binge because we salute you. Mm-hmm.